0: Bleep, yeah. Bleep, yeah, man. Hi, y'all. Welcome to That Bleeping Podcast, a podcast wherein four academics who love television recap, analyze, and love and hate on all things popular culture. We're beginning our journey by watching Degrassi The Next Generation, but we promise no loyalty to that franchise. And this episode will likely be a bit longer than we'll normally go since we're setting up the context for the show and its previous incarnations. Before we start, two things. Spoiler alert, there will be full spoilers as we recap each week's episodes, and sailor alert, we will swear, so hide your baby's ears. I'm Tiffany Salter, I'm a professor of Asian American and Pacific Literature who also loves and teaches classes on sci-fi, cartoons, and other nerdy things.
1: I'm Sonic Gabbard. I teach in Ohio at a college. I teach popular culture, film studies, and I'm actually trained as a political economist. That being said, my role here is strictly a fan of all things Degrassi. So I'm really excited to talk about one of my favorite shows. And let's do it.
2: All right. Well, I'm Jacinta Yanders. I'm a PhD candidate in the Department of English, but I primarily study television, film, and pop culture, and I am here also as an intense Degrassi nerd, so much so that I actually used to participate in Degrassi RPGs, which we can talk about at a later date.
0: Oh, uh, but <laughs> this is very exciting news. How are
1: you sitting on that?
3: God. <laughs> well,
1: well, we'll come back to it.
3: <laughs> yes we will <laughs> tba oh that's me i'm jay shaw i'm a professor of english i study black women's popular culture african-american pop culture i watch a lot of tv i've never watched any degrassi but i like teen shows i didn't watch when i was a teen <laughs>
0: And also, full disclosure: uh, this is Tiffany, and I have also never watched Degrassi before. Although when I was in junior high, I think that's when the first one was on, and there were little novels, and I read a couple of the novels, though I don't remember anything about them.
2: <laughs> so yeah, we're we're two and two. two I think the term is
3: Degrassi de- di- Divergent. Uh, I don't
2: I don't know if that's in the dictionary, but. We're two and two, and uh, Sonic, did you watch the
1: whole thing? Uh, I watched up until, I think it was, it was up until the Obama election, because I was working 70 hours a week for OFA and doing organizing during 2008. So up until 2008, then I had to, I didn't have a life, so
2: yeah. So did you see them, so you saw them when some of them got to college?
1: Yes, I saw when some of them got to college, I saw when some of them died, spoiler alert, I will not say who, uh, and when some of them created life, spoiler alert, I won't say who. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just trying to get a, a baseline. Um, there's, like, 14 or so seasons of The Next Generation. I think I watched up to about 10 or 11. I know some of what happened after that, but I didn't watch those seasons very early.
1: Ooh so, Ooh, so we'll all be, be going, going on that, that journey together. together.
2: Yeah, in five years, when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: dream big. Whatever it takes, takes, Jacinta. Just
2: I know, and I can make it through. To
1: oh, Which
0: this yeah. for life. <laughs> By the way, that is the earwormiest... TV theme song ever. It's been stuck in my head for a week and a half now.
2: <laughs> so like the first season one is, version is decent. It gets better in the second season though. Uh, it's it, like the one that I usually hear in my head is from like the second season. It's only slight changes, but it's a little bit better.
1: They infuse some electronic music in the second and onward seasons.
3: God bless. I can't wait. <laughs> Is
1: that the Degrassi School Gospel Choir that appears recently? <laughs> it's a choir. It is a choir. <laughs> like, the Gospel Children's Choir sounds, oh, in <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Also, can we just say big up to late 90s, early 2000s Canadian multiculturalism? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there.
2: We'll get there. Oh, Lord. For this episode, our first episode, we watched the first two episodes of Degrassi, uh, Mother and Child Reunion, part 1 and 2, and those episodes, alright, so some background here. Degrassi The Next Generation is a continuation of previous series, Kids of Degrassi Street, Degrassi Junior High, and Degrassi High. In the previous series, Emma, who's our main character in Degrassi The Next Generation, her mother was one of the characters in the previous series. Uh, her her name is Spike, <laughs> um, and she had Emma. I think in ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade, eighth something like that. She was Sure. So she yeah. <laughs> had Emma, and Emma's where the next generation picks up. So sort of the premise of the the first episode are that Emma's going to be starting uh, middle school and Spike's friends are all back in town for their high school reunion or whatever. In the first episode, we meet a few of the kids that are going to be central to the next generation. Emma, her best friend Manny, their friend JT, and JT's friend Toby. There's also some other kids that we see at the high school, but they don't get named in this episode. In these episodes, they're going to get named later. But so the premise is this reunion. So all of these people from the previous years are back. There's Spike and Caitlin and Joey and Snake and all these other people. And then there's the other plot line, which is Emma's been having this email friendship, uh, online friendship, with what she thinks is a high school age boy. Jordan. Jordan. And Jordan is supposedly going to be nearby for a field trip. And Emma wants to go meet him. Her friends have lots of mixed feelings about this plan. Emma ultimately decides she is going to go meet him. But plot twist. There is no high school age boy. And it's a grown ass man who tries to who's attempting to uh, hold him hostage in the hotel room. I don't know how, how much, much more detail go <laughs> going here.
0: Well, I mean, let's not leave the people hanging. She's okay at the end of the episode.
2: <laughs> she is <laughs> okay at the end, end of the episode. The... Oh, oh, so, like, like, her friends go and tell her mom, and her mom and Snake, Spike and Snake, uh, <laughs> and Snake. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> intercede at the, at the hotel, and she's fine in the end, and... The bag gets arrested and so on and so forth.
3: I would say her CPU gets taken away as evidence because right. clearly the emails are inside the CPU <laughs> and sure. not on the internet. For
2: sure. And, there's also and this is
3: after her mother literally calls and says, hello, police. My daughter has been kidnapped." No, she, <laughs> she says, hello,
0: the police. She says, the. <laughs>
2: Um, there's also like with the the stuff that's going on with like Spike and Snake and all of them, and Joey and Caitlin used to they, they dated in high school. They had a whole relationship, they were like in love or whatever. Same with Ross broke, and Rachel. They were like the primary couple and they broke up for <clears throat> there's a lot of detail to that that I don't want to go into right now. But they did they broke up and I, when we catch up with them here, um Joey's wife has passed away. But he has a daughter, and Caitlyn's engaged to a jerk, or <laughs> Keith briefly. <laughs> and so that's this is sort of establishing where they are. Some of the other people: Snake's teaches at the high school, bike raising, Emma, etc.
0: So is Snake? Who did we learn that his name was Snake? Snake is the sort of like
1: red uh,
2: guy. He's the like
1: redhead that. Archie, uh, Archie, yeah, his name, is, his name is
2: Archie. Yeah, I don't remember if they actually call him Snake in the episode, but that was his That's his nickname he did from. Once. Okay.
3: All the nickname people had a moment where their nickname was used, and the kids went weird.
2: And they mentioned sure wheels. They mentioned wheels, but wheels isn't in this episode. But that's another person
1: from oh God, the show. <laughs>
3: The nicknames
0: are terrible. They're <laughs>
1: amazing. Is this, this when we go around, around and say what our middle school, school nicknames were? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I don't think I had a nickname in middle school.
0: This you question, question is for me, I, I think. My nickname in middle school was Cajun because I <laughs> because I moved from. Texas to West Virginia to Ohio to like the Cleveland area, and I had an accent. And of course, like everyone in the South is the same, so people will call me Cajun, even though I was not from Louisiana, it was from Texas.
2: They just call you Texas, right? I know.
0: <laughs> Tex, I would have taken Tex, Tex would have been great. Love star,
1: okay, monkey <laughs> <Okay>. talk lady. <laughs>
2: I mean my nickname in high school was Jacentos, But that's the only nickname I had at school. I have nicknames for my family, but those those are different.
1: Jacentos? Yeah. Jacentos?
2: Exactly. In fact. Oh god. (laughs) And then but when I got to college, it's just there's a longer story to this, but my college nickname is Toast.
1: Ooh. Can we say Toast? I mean,
2: I, I guess, guess if you want to, to, I've more or less transitioned <laughs> out of it. Like, I used to have it in my Facebook name, but when I decided, like, I was going to try to get jobs or whatever, I took it. <laughs> Got it, Toast. Go for <laughs> it. Go for
0: Brenda, did you ever have, a, I mean, like, we call you JBS, but, like, did you ever have other nicknames?
3: Uh, all my nicknames have been iterations of, the fact that I go by my middle name. JBS, J. Brendan. I was Jay Brendan in high school because there was another Brendan. But never anything besides that.
2: Did people call you Shaw? Not
3: it. Oh, people do call do call me Shaw sometimes. It's one syllable last names, which none of you <laughs> have, are either they get attached to your first name. Like, people call my mother Mary Shaw, like it's her first name. Or they're perfect for calling, like, for dude thing. But my mom has had a lot of people ask her what her last name is because they somehow think her first name is Mary Shaw. Like, it's some <laughs> sort of hyphenate or something.
1: Mary Shaw Shaw.
2: Yeah, there was a guy in my, in my class, and there was only, like, one person named Tommy in my class, but nobody ever just called him Tommy. It was always Tommy Finn like Tommy Finn, like one whole one name.
1: Shout out to Tommy Finn. Listen to our podcast. Yeah,
2: Yeah, wherever you are. (laughs) Hope you're living your best life.
1: Slash um, a big fan of Degrassi and listening to us right now. Tommy. Tommy. Sure. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Is this also when Jacinta and I confess that we both are Hoosiers and we're repping the Indiana pretty hard on this podcast? Is that what we're doing? Nope. Not at all. Just kidding. Okay. No, I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are, in fact, both from Indiana. That is the thing that happened. Which,
1: Which when I lived in California, California, was a really big, big deal. But I mean, when you live in the Midwest, it's not a big deal to meet people from <laughs> Indiana. But when I lived in California, I was like, oh, my God, you're a Hoosier. I'm a Hoosier. But now people are like, yeah, it's like 90 minutes away.
2: Right. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyway, my nickname, because boys are cruel, I had two nicknames given to me by teenage boys. First one when I was 13 was Squishy, because I had squishy arms. Huzzah. Uh, and then the second one was when I was in high school and it was No Chin, which I oh, know But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, oh, do we call that a nickname or do we call that just like <laughs> Like, Squishy was pretty, was, pretty, was yours, you.
2: Like, like, pretty. Pretty. <laughs> I'm the next podcast.
1: Spinner.
2: <laughs> but I, I should also say that, like, Jay is just one of my most common ones. Like, but that's literally all sorts of people call me Jay. Not because I want them to or don't want them to. They just decide that's what they're calling me. Like, okay, sure. That's fine.
0: I hate, that's not, that, that's clearly worse than, like, people calling me Tiff, but I really hate being called <laughs> Tiff, <laughs> like, passionately, and, like, the worst is when people are like, hey, can I call you Tiff? And I'm like, no, and they're like, all right, Tiff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mind being called Jay, it's just, like, it's always interesting to me when people decide that's what they're calling me. Like, oh. we didn't have a conversation about this, but that's fine.
0: So we've got the skinny on the episode.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I There was a very small part of me as I was watching this that like was very sad that I didn't watch this as a kid because I was an aspirational Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like my you goal wanted goal. to be a Mountie or... <laughs> I really like
0: well, my eighth grade trip... And my ninth grade trip, actually, as a matter of fact, were both to Toronto, and mm-hmm. I decided that I fell in love with the city, and I was like, "I'm gonna be Canadian someday."
1: Oh my god! <laughs>
0: so I probably would have been like way into this show if it if if it had happened when I was that age.
2: So did you watch from the very beginning, like when they first started airing, or did you start watching later in the series?
1: So I watched, I watched it when it was, so I'm, I am older than the, the next generation class. I'm like five years older than them, I think. So I watched a little bit. I was in college when it started. So I watched a little bit in college. And then I remember like renting the DVDs on Netflix. Mm. I like Netflix would send the DVDs. So I would say I watched it. I watched it real time by the time. Uh, I want to say about 2007 I watched it real time. Mm-hmm. But like I caught up. So... basically, yeah, I spent a lot of time like being a, a dirty punk rock kid and didn't have TV. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Same. <laughs> so the, the, the series started in 2001 I believe, which I would have been 14 then, but I didn't start watching it until season 2. So the show originally is, is from Canada, but is imported to the U.S. More or less, at the same time, It's a little bit staggered, uh, but more or less at the same time, it aired on what was then The In slash Noggin, which is oh, one of Nickelodeon's mini-channels. And it was Noggin during the day, and then The In at night for, like, adolescents. And so randomly, I was looking through channels at some point, And I caught a season two episode and started watching. I actually think the reason that I, I'm almost sure the reason I started watching was because the girl that plays Paige, who we didn't mean this episode, but the girl that plays Paige, I had watched on something else. And I think I recognized her and then started watching. And so then I went back and watched like the first season and whatnot eventually. But I started it season two, I think. And I'm so I was fourteen. I'm more or less the same age as some of the characters that were from that part of the series. Yeah. Are you
1: thirty? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was watching. So I was watching the show with Ray Raven, my girlfriend, who is also your age. And the whole time she was giving me play by play of how much internet she was allowed to have at that age, as as a person that was the same age as Emma. And it was really interesting because I was like, oh, man, you know, I was in college, so we could have all the internet because nobody cared. But I mean, you're talking about, like, internet access as a tween a lot.
2: So here's the thing about that. The computer in my house, like, I was the only one who used it, and it was in the basement where I lived. So, like, nobody was watching me use the computer. But I dare say I was much more cautious than Emma. I didn't have my real name on the internet anywhere until, like, 2005. (laughs) I think it was super cautious.
1: But did you have a really cool username, such as Emma's Sparklespaz28?
2: (laughs) I sure did not have one that cool.
3: And did you care about the environment so much that a petition to save a wildlife refuge would convince you to meet someone in a hotel?
2: I'm I'm not trying to spoil y'all, but I'm going to tell you that environment thing is like essential to Emma's parents. Like she, she, she means
3: it. I mean, so the environment thing was so confusing to me that I had, when I watched, finished the two episodes, I had to remind myself that it wasn't set in the 90s because it feels so 90s to care that much at that age about the environment.
2: I mean, she's Canadian. She is Canadian. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good excuse, but um, I mean, the show. So the show starts airing in two thousand one, so it's probably being filmed in two thousand. So like, your feeling of feeling nineties is not like inaccurate.
1: Plus, also, didn't an inconvenient truth come out like a few years later?
3: Like, I don't know.
1: like Al Gore doing that.
3: Yeah, right? I was thinking more though, like the like. This felt more like the save the pandas, the endangered species, not like global warming.
1: So in 2002, I was an activist for PETA. No, it was horrible. Um, I hate myself. But also, I was basically Emma, because I was a vegan, too, or a little bit. But I was, like, bitchy and hungry the whole time. <laughs> Sorry to vegans. I like dairy. It was still, like, really common, though, to be, to do, to, like, find community in that, like, earth justice, radical, leftist, environmental stuff. Yeah, Um, but you
3: were, you were going into middle school.
1: That's true. I was not. I was going into my sophomore year of college.
3: So, I guess I was thinking, for me, I associate that, like, at the, Elementary school, middle school, with like the 90s push, like recycling and the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. Um,
2: Maybe Emma watched a lot of Captain Planet
3: reruns.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because I did.
3: I mean, I, to go back to the internet thing, I thought it was interesting how much even the opening credits care about email. Like, email Mm -hmm. is really important. Because I, Go back to your question, I We didn't have a computer. We were, I was using, we set up email accounts at the library. So on the one hand, my parents weren't really watching us. On the other hand, you had your library to use it. But we didn't have email at home until, I don't know, right before I went to college. Like, we didn't even really have our own CPU as a family until maybe right before I went to college in 2004.
2: We got ours when I was 11. So, 98.
1: Yeah, that, that was around the year yeah, that we got ours, too. We had an iMac. as blue. Yeah, 98 was my
0: senior year. Like, I graduated in 98, and I got my computer my senior year. Before that, I remember, like, um, my high school boyfriend at the time showed me what chat rooms were on his computer. Um, <laughs> and he... he uh, anyway.
2: Oh, um, let's <laughs> <laughs> el- <laughs> el-
0: no, he. I remember like being in like this like Wu Tang Clan like fan oh. chat room, and I think that his screen name was some version of Old Dirty Bastard. I was like, of "What is this? It is. Was, was he white?" Like? Like? Yes,
1: of course <laughs> it was. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was my first introduction to what the internet was. All of the sort of like internet stranger danger, um, didn't really become an issue until I was, like, a grown adult, like, I mean, granted, a young adult, but, like, until I was, like, 18.
3: Yeah, I didn't do do any chat with people that that weren't, I mean, so when I was was in high school, I ran a magazine 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 where I interviewed mystery authors, and so I I did, did. I guess (laughs) I was catfishing the whole world, because (laughs) I was... like, interview authors and get advanced review copies via email, <laughs> And no one would know that I was in high school. So, wow. Oh, my God. And I actually met a few authors in person at hotels, in fact. I didn't, <laughs> oh, my God, no. I didn't trap them. I met them in the lobby. I didn't trap them in a room and film them. So I didn't do any sort of stranger danger stuff until I was in college. And even college, we were, I was in the dorms. And so... It was like Ethernet, and so they could like literally track what you were doing and shut your shit down. I think I was struck watching this episode, these episodes, how much the technology mattered and how cheesy, but also forward-thinking it is because they're also obsessed with their phones.
2: But that's like that's like a super millennial y 2 sort of. Thing. Oh yeah. So like, it makes sense. But it is, like, very noticeable. Like, look at our media immersion lab. And look at my flip phone.
0: (laughs) Well,
3: even
0: even in the credits, like, it ends on, like, a phone clipped, you know, to somebody's back pocket. Which, oh, man, I do not miss that look. But (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely. They're
1: still still using that look tip. Engineers still
0: do that. Well, yes they're a very special (laughs) brand of person. But I didn't (laughs) I didn't have a cell phone until probably like two thousand and four, but I'm also not a millennial. Um so
2: I I a millennial millennial got a cell phone in two thousand
1: two. Okay. I got mine in two thousand four. 2001, uh, but I lived in the country, so, so like, the reason, the reason my parents, parents got me, I was 18, it was, I wasn't a kid, uh, but, but we lived in, in the country, country, and my birthday's in January, so they got it for my 18th birthday because they were worried about, about, getting about me getting stranded on the side of the road. <laughs>
3: yeah, <I'm laughs> Mine was going to college at 18, and they were like, this is how I can keep in touch It's keepers and trying to figure something else out.
1: The parents, mean, they, they do, do that. Like, it's like surveillance, surveillance
2: culture. Well, right. Mine was because I was going to camp, and my mom was like, "Take this and call me." <laughs> and I was
3: like, okay. I mean, also concern.
0: Well, but I yeah. think that this brings up a really good point about how the episode deals with the internet stranger danger or like cell phones for Spike. It's all a mystery. Like, she yeah. doesn't. <laughs> They literally when they were taking the CPU away said, Keep the cyber stalkers out of her room. Like that's <laughs> how it works. It all felt very like, I don't know how computers work, but my daughter does. I mean, clearly the compute the family computer is also in Emma's room, so it's not like Spike is using it.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I mean, and she, right, and she, doesn't she doesn't much. Much. Like, like she doesn't, she doesn't even know, know how to do anything on there. Which is basically, basically the same relationship like that my mom has to the computer, but It was part of why I was in the the basement where I was, was like, I was the only one who was going to use it. She maybe used it like five times ever. She She has her own computer now. She really only started using that in the last few years and mostly for like email and things like that.
0: Yeah, same for my mom. I mean, like she watches stuff on YouTube and sometimes she checks her email. She is only, I think only just this year, started paying bills online.
2: Right, right. My mom does that.
3: Yeah. I did think the guy who was, I guess, going to kidnap slash rape Emma? Said right. it. I wasn't entirely clear because Sorry. he also was, like, pretty adept if he was reading all of her email. Mm-hmm.
2: Although, like, Toby was Very much like, this is very easy. Let me show you in two steps how this works.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. Except he he also was like, had the computer. I don't know. I was a little confused how the other guy was like, I can so easily find you and read your email.
2: Well, I guess what Toby was saying was like, once he figured out what Emma's password was, which wasn't necessarily that difficult to figure out then he could just go in emma's emails and read her emails
3: i mean i guess this was a year after the net and sandra bullock oh my
2: god the net (laughs) that
3: you can get into computers and you can make someone die by telling the computer that they're not allergic to what uh what is the insulin when they are Well, I think that it's worth saying that like those early
0: like password reminder email, like uh, questions uh, were for the password. They weren't to like reset your password so that you could set it. It was like let me jog your memory about what your password is.
3: So, it was pretty rudimentary email. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So I mean, like while it seems kind of ridiculous I think the way that we set it up now where it's like you have a you have a reminder email but then what it does is it changes your password and then you have to add a new password and then you get a notification that says that your password is changed and if you didn't do this then let us know like none of those things were in place so like it would have been easier Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) no I know I, I I I hear you
3: I mean, I, I, it's interesting to me, I haven't watched the other but even just reading about them, because it seems like each generation wants to be very generationally grounded. Yeah. And by having the, like, last gen show up, they have all the, like, the 80s were so weird. limited fashions. And it's so weird to watch it now and be like, oh my god, these fashions. Oh my god, this technology.
2: I actually literally laughed when Emma said, "People in the '80s are weird." Yes. <laughs> but no, I do think I do think it's interesting. Like this is because I've watched all this before, but I watching this time, I was very much like, "I'm not sure who this these first episodes are for." Like I'm yeah. not sure who they're targeting because, like, the show is going to be about the next generation, but a lot of the first two episodes are not about them. I, I wondered, like, how they were conceiving of their audience. and I also But then I also remember that this show was on CTV in Canada and not on, like, teen channel <laughs> like it was here. So then I was thinking that their thoughts about audience would have been possibly broader than what the end was.
1: Right. Yeah, when they originally wrote the... Pi- well... When they originally wrote the first two episodes, they did not write it as a pilot. They wrote it as a reunion show, a la the Birdie Bunch Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And then they, as they were doing it and working with the actress that then became Emma, they were like, "We can maybe spin this into a pilot for a new generation." So originally, it was not supposed to be. It was supposed to target people Tiffany's age. Yeah, pretty
0: much. It was like a very strange mix of nostalgia and anxiety over being sort of responsible and cool parents and showing that you've done something with your life. Um, so like the issue of audience came up for me too. And so thinking about like when and like on what channel it aired originally, I think is really helpful because it, it would have it definitely, you know, like would have been like gather around children. This is, these are the people that I watched when I was a kid you know, sort of lobbying that into a new generation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the nostalgia is very strange in here for me.
2: Going and forward,
0: then, the,
3: the show, show doesn't, doesn't care, show care as much
2: about these adults. adults. So the adults, the adults do stick around, some of them more than others. There, there's about four that are really consistently around for the next handful of seasons or whatever, and then a couple others pop in and out. But as the series goes on, they mostly fade out. And then, like, once we get to the point of, I mean, really, like, once we get to the point of this group of students being in, like, college, there's basically none of those people. <laughs> so, adult, adult, as it was. Well,
3: so I actually didn't think it was that weird, but maybe it's because, so, two things. One, I never watched any teen TV when I was a teen.
2: It's fine. i watched it all for you, Brandon. Because
3: <laughs> we didn't... So I wouldn't have been able to watch it. We didn't have cable. I've never had cable until I lived on my own. Like, five years ago, I had cable, and I had cable for a couple of years since then. So growing up, we didn't watch... We went straight from watching PBS to watching what my parents watched, which was not teen TV. So we didn't watch any of it, like, what was happening. But this... These episodes, I guess they're a little younger, makes me think of like shows like The O.C. or Skins,
1: Mm -hmm. which
3: both care more as much about the adults as the kids. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't as weirded out because I was used to those shows, those teen shows where the adults have their drama and the kids have their drama. Also, it made me think of all the reboots now that are extensions, Mm -hmm. like Raven's House.
2: Raven House is so good, though. I—that's a sidebar. But I just love that show so much. Wait, is this
3: like a, that so a Raven
2: thing? Yeah, yeah.
3: Cool. And then also the what Girl Meets World, right? Those are both and the the and Netflix one. Uh, Bre-
2: Brendan, Brendan, are you talking about my dissertation right now?
1: <laughs> I am. I'm two and yeah, 90210,
0: and Fuller House,
1: which Fuller is House.
3: what I meant, not, not one day at, day at a time.
2: So you all oh, are, you are talking about a
1: dissertation. <laughs> 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 well, uh, You're welcome, you can cite us.
0: I don't know how this is going to, this, uh, you know, starts out pretty melodramatic. I don't know, like, where it's going to go, but, like, I definitely watched, like, 90210 and my favorite mm-hmm. that lasted one summer which is this tiny show called Swans Crossing. Did anybody watch that? Anyone know what I'm talking about? I did no, not I don't like
2: know.
0: that one. Huh? You did not like it?
2: I did not watch that one and I watched a lot. I really, like, I started watching teen shows when I was maybe like it was the summer after the first season of Dawson Street, so maybe when I was like 11. Yeah. No.
0: yeah, I think that Swan's Crossing was like 1990 or 91, but it's it's a a very 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 young Sarah Michelle Geller plays this country club like rich girl called Sydney mm-hmm. something, and a working class kid moves into town. They hang out at this place called the Nudebrank, which is if you don't <laughs> to- know. <laughs> Well, a Brank is a sea slug that they come in, like, very... I mean, oh my like, God. it sounds terrible, but they're really pretty. You should look it up. They're, they come in all sorts of, like, weird, like, gorgeous formations. But, yeah, Swan's Crossing was basically, like, Melrose Place for, like, the preteen set, and it was amazing. And I wish that it I could find it anywhere.
2: So, there's... um. um I watched, watched, if it, if it was, was on the WD in the ni- late 90s or early 2000s, I probably watched it. If, if it was, was on Fox, there's a the good chance I watched it. I watched, I, watched, I was obviously like, like a, a toddler, toddler when, I, was when I, was on I started, but I subsequently watched the reruns on FX. Because it's I'm so fucking good. <laughs> I'm very well versed in my teen shows from like 1990 ish to like 2010.
1: <laughs> You're amazing.
2: I love them all. Uh of varying degrees, but I love them all.
1: Okay. Um I was I was I definitely like Clarissa like meets Clarissa or Clarissa, says, Clarissa what is it? Clarissa. Clarissa explains it all. Explains <laughs> it all Thank you. Alex Mack all that. Fresh rents. Sister the- Sister. Boisha the- That was my like, favorite, 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 favorite show. Alicia. And they off. But then they made a fat joke on one episode, my parents heard it, and they said I couldn't watch it anymore because they body shamed. Which is awesome. And they were right. It's horrible. Oh, man. Well, sorry.
0: <laughs> so, so, Swan's Crossing, just for a point of clarification, ran from June 29th to September 25th of 1992. There were Mm. 65 episodes in that time. So it was more like a... (laughs) Dang. Yeah, so it must have been like a...
2: a, They were uh, like a a soap opera. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm trying to think, I mean, I... The first year of my master's, Tanim, who was my roommate then, we uh, uh, went to grad school with, uh, we watched all of The O.C. And Mm -hmm. that was like, Mm -hmm. I hadn't watched that when it aired. I think when I was a teen or a tween, I guess I I watched *Sabrina the Teenage Witch*, which is basically mm-hmm. a high school show. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we watched all the musty TV. I watched *ER*, *Law and Order*, *Law and Order SVU*, *Ally McBeal*, all of that,
0: mm-hmm. all the
3: murder shows, and all the nighttime soaps. I never watched teen shows when I was a teen. So you said all that, but you did not watch
1: all
3: that. Oh, I watched. <laughs> no, so no. we didn't have cable. No, I,
0: I
1: never mind. She was making an all that joke.
3: I, was I mean, I did watch all that. So I had a friend, my best friend in elementary school, had cable. So I did watch Snick at his house if I got to stay over on what was that Thursday nights or Saturday nights?
2: Saturday nights. Yeah, because TVI was Saturday. Saturday.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, oh. So I should just- say.
0: Can I just say that I loved every time that they said, sorry, or tomorrow?
1: I project!
2: The Canadian accent is, is strong.
3: <laughs> it
0: is. It's very strong. I love it.
3: I also liked how much expositional dialogue was used to very quickly get us integrated into this world. I believe I wrote down my personal favorite is, we're all sorry your wife died. Oh my god,
1: right, it's been a year. Get over it, Joey. Yeah. That is that is like
2: soap opera one oh one there. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: No, and I mean I I'm fine with positional dialogue. I do think death of spouse can be handled slightly more
2: delicately. Yeah. I one of one of my favorite things is that Lucy's Lucy's almost done with her PhD and she's twenty eight and I just it's not that it's impossible. <laughs> Just really love that particular detail.
3: Which one is Lucy? Uh,
2: uh the the black one.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> the older woman who um shames Joey into not feeling sociable
3: after his wife dies. <laughs> oh right. The weird like car purchase right. yeah. thing that ends with them driving somewhere else, but the car never goes back to the dealership. And also he has a daughter? I'm so confused by all of the
2: so, so side note about her, about the daughter is his daughter, and he is play the actress that plays his daughter is the real life sister of the girl that plays Manny. Cute! cute
3: like that. Wait, is Manny in the show supposed to be his
2: daughter? Did no, I miss it? No, no, no IRL. Manny is not his daughter. Manny and the girl that plays his daughter are sisters in real life. Uh,
1: Cassie Steele. And also,
0: sidebar, the actor who plays Manny, uh, she's a voice in Rick and Morty uh, of a recurring character, but she's done other work as well.
1: Kathy Steele. That's Mm right. Amazing. Mm -hmm.
3: Also, having not watched the other show, are those two women supposed to have some sort of lesbian subtext?
1: No, but I wish so.
3: What, what women? So the Emma I... no, and No, not Emma and Manny. Oh, the women, Emma's mother. Spike
1: and Caitlyn. No.
3: Whoever, whoever is giving whiskey is was engaged to the asshole.
2: That's Caitlin.
3: Caitlyn. And then there's a scene when they're at the computer and these people have the normiest things ever. There's a scene when they're at the computer and they're like hands almost touch over the mouse. And I know that narratively the point is that she sees the ring and they have that weird conversation where she's like, It's a really cool ring. He has good taste in jewelry, and then she's like, No, I bought it. And I was like, Y'all just want to touch each other's hands. Like, I,
2: uh, no, I don't think that's there then. <laughs> but I, I appreciate your, your subtextual reading, Brenda. That's
3: what I assumed was about to happen. I was like, clearly that's what happened in the past. Well, it's well, confusing
1: when, I, you think, when haircut makes, makes it confusing. Exactly.
3: Late 90s, so everyone's haircut makes everything confusing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That, like, Dixie Chicks made me duck butt. Straight, straight in the, the front, spiky in the back, back that ends up becoming, like, the, the, lesbian, the lesbian standard haircut, haircut for but the mid
0: Yeah, and so, so then all of the straight ladies had to get a different haircut because they're like, what's going on? But I also, <laughs> I also, I don't know, maybe uh, hopefully uh, also read it that way for a split second until it got weirdly about the ring itself. <laughs> and her yuppie,
3: that guy, the yuppie character, like, Keith. Yes.
2: So, but, okay, okay, okay. But Joey and Caitlin are like the big romance of the previous series. Um, Joey's the bald one. Uh, well, well, no, uh, the one who's white right. right? And then Spike's big romance was this guy named Shane, who is Emma's father. But. Well, You'll get to Shane's story later on.
1: Yeah, Shane's story is... Oof.
3: Oof. We'll get there. So what is the level of grit on this show? If our... Here, let, let's say... So let's say that our, our teen-tween show, I, like, I, Spectrum, I, I, is, like... I have a scale. Skins Mom, to life. Right. Skins to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where Skins is, like, my okay. father just left me and me, so the Teenage Witch is like it's high
2: school. I, I always I always used to say that the Grassy the Next Generation is is like like American teen shows but like with more actual problems and then slightly more intense but not as intense as Skins because Skins is a lot but also it doesn't happen a lot. But there are episodes in the series that are censored in America um, that were not, that were, that aired in Canada as they were, but they were censored when they were imported to America.
1: Huh. Totally. I think it's very similar to the earlier uh, Beverly Hills 90210, like the first three or four seasons. Um, But then that kind of jumps the chart, too. Turns into a melodrama even more than it was in the beginning, but it's like it's it's basically. Have any of you read *Reviving Ophelia*, the like pop psychology book that everybody read in the nineties on how to raise girls? I um, remember. I
3: know what you're talking about I haven't it. I read it. Yeah, I've read it.
1: Yeah. So my parents had me read it when I was a tween into teen, which don't do that um <laughs> don't have your case read that book uh but it's like basically anything that can happen to a tween girl um the the book goes through it you know like runs a gamut from eating disorder mm-hmm. to like you know sexual harassment da, da, da. Mm-hmm. so i would say degrassi deals with every theme of providing ophelia um yeah yeah not so much drug addiction i can't remember drug addiction.
2: There, there is there is but it's Um, I mean, like, so it's a 22-minute show, so a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of the issues are, like, resolved within a singular episode. Some of them do cross multiple episodes or come back in later episodes, but there are sort of multiple facets of every issue, right? So there's, like, multiple people who deal with drug addictions, multiple people who deal with problematic parents, multiple people who deal with sexual assault, multiple people who deal with being pregnant at a young age and they show like various different sort of paths you could take because they're showing so many people dealing with the same issues
1: yeah definitely also at some point they do start incorporating queer characters
3: too yeah yeah. like
1: coming out narratives right right
3: one of the things I'll be interested to see, so when I said, like, Skins, to like, my, my weird spectrum, the other thing that I always think of with Skins that I think it does that American teen shows always, Skins doesn't always have, like, a moral in the way that I feel like even riskier American teen shows so often default to, like... This is scandalous, but we're also going to mm-hmm. learn a lesson. And I feel mm-hmm. like *Skins* is often like life is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why like, a glorious show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like the *Skins* because like *Skins* has the episode in the first class where Jao, the right, the woman of colors, used for multiculturalism by the school, and that's it. And an American mm-hmm. show, the school would have to learn a variable, valuable lesson and be like, This mm-hmm. is a bad thing to this woman of color. Skins is like, Nope, shitty to be a person of color because people take advantage of you. These white people are shitty. End of episode
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, I do think Degrassi is definitely their, their I mean, they are cultured to the American side on that front. But, like, there's still more complexity, usually, with what they're dealing with than what I, what you typically see in a lot of the American teen incarnations, at least in the past, like, past
3: iterations. It's an educator, former educator, who creates the show, right? To make that up? I don't know.
1: (sighs) This is when we need an intern that we could yell at and be like, Stacy, look it up! I'm looking (laughs) it up.
2: Our intern's name is Stacy?
1: Yes, it's a very good gender neutral name that is underused, I think. Right.
3: As a name or as a gender neutral name?
1: As a gender neutral name. There are too many cis women named Stacy. Lady Stacy's. Yeah,
3: not enough
0: Stacy Keach's.
3: Yeah. yeah. There can only be one.
0: <laughs> only one Stacy Keach.
3: Yes. Yeah. What was the he was
0: in? <laughs> I just remember he was like a person, but I don't I don't know anything that he was in. I don't,
2: I don't know, know who, who that is, is so he's an actor. He's
0: he's probably like, I don't know, like Burt Reynolds age or something like that.
1: Okay. <laughs> um Stacy is also, also the, the name of my biggest literary crush. Stacey, Stacey from, from the Babysitters baby Club.
3: Wow, oh, so I was <laughs> going to say that the, other, the only other like tween show that I watched was one summer my brother and I checked out the VHS cassettes of the one season of the Babysitter's Club TV show that was on HBO like, or something.
2: I, I, will, I love that show.
3: And I had deep feelings about it and the fashion reminded me of this even though they're 10 years removed so I looked it up this morning. And I found that there's an entire album of all the songs from the show because I still know all the words to the theme song. The theme song is great. And I was in love with Claudia.
1: That's a good so I wanted to be Claudia and date Stacy. Like that was my life goal. <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say I also really love the Babysitter Club movie. I had it on VHS yes. and I used to watch it all the time. I remember songs from that movie including the songs they made up to help Claudia pass like her biology test or whatever
1: oh my god
2: I love that movie
1: (laughs) it's so good and it stars like everybody like Rachel Lee Cook is a wallflower what Mm -hmm. even she's so not Marianne (laughs) I I think this is, is like where I
0: um admit to the audience that I have not watched nearly as much television as everybody else on this podcast (laughs) uh but what I have watched is considerably lower quality and um mostly cartoons uh so (laughs) there's that I don't I don't have these references I I I think I read like one babysitter's club book but like that wasn't really my jam so uh and I and I didn't see the tv show
3: I mean like like, if if I I so, so we, we didn't have, have cable, so, so we could just rent VHS from the library. So I don't want you all to think this was like a classy life we were leading, but the yeah, library's the only place you could go.
0: Yeah, as a kid, I, I my television consumption was rather limited. Like I wasn't allowed to watch certain things because of my parents' belief system. So so I I didn't like I couldn't watch the Smurfs, y'all, um, because well that's satanic. And, yeah, because of witchcraft. So. Um, so there, there was just a lot we did not watch and we didn't have cable.
2: I was, I was mostly uncensored, which is, you know, the best life to have, really. True story. Um, and we didn't always have cable at home, but there was always cable at my grandparents' house. And I was at my grandparents' house too much every day after school, every weekend, and every summer. So, like, I watched everything.
3: We watched everything with our parents. So we could watch, we watch adult shows, but the rule is everything was watch watched as a family and so that we could discuss it. Because that's my parents. So that's why we watched all of Alliant Beal. This is unrelated to this, but related to Ghirasi. Who's the mother and child that are being reunited? This is called yeah. mother and child reunion.
1: They both are having a reunion with the other people.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's about them being reunited. Although I guess you could argue that they like have a new, open line of communication by the end of the second episode. I guess
3: I was it, also that's my one of my favorite Paul Simon songs, and so I was thinking of oh, it for the whole two episodes.
2: Yeah, so through the first several seasons, all of the episode titles are um, like. 80 songs, and then they transition at some point to, like, more recent songs. But there's song titles throughout the episode. So you might feel all sorts of ways about future titles.
3: So what do we think... What do we want to do going forward? Do you want to predict... What Do you want to say what we're looking forward to hopefully having happen in the future episodes?
2: Yeah, so one of the things I suggested... That we could all uh, say who our favorite character is. Oh
3: team. yes,
2: yes, because that's sure to fluctuate. Because <laughs> sometimes these people get real annoying. Manny. No. Okay.
0: Well, so my favorite was Manny because of her hat. It was awesome, uh, <laughs> and it was a it was a very sort of blossom moment for me. But, that's blossom. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was uh, I was way into the hat that's my vote for the episode
2: my my my, my favorite, favorite this week was toby, toby which i don't, don't think toby is actually my favorite, favorite in like any, any other certain really in most cases well but, like, like maybe, maybe one, one other that i can think of off, of off the top of my head, head. But, but like toby was, was very practical head. and like you all need to rethink all of this
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i appreciated that that from toby just said that. I'm so glad, so glad you said that because, because I wrote in my notes. Can we talk, talk about how Dylan equals Toby exclamation point question mark? Exclamation point question mark. Like, like you're married, Toby. Toby. You know, well, it, right? that's
2: awkward. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we can come back to that later too.
1: Okay? <laughs> anyway, that was not all right. Uh um, um was, was actually, actually and I wrote ever. this down. Yes, exclamation Exclamation point, point, all caps. Toby's dad, exclamation exclamation point. point. He hates him, exclamation (laughs) point. (laughs) Toby's dad hates Toby, and he's hilarious in the the one scene that we see him. But no, he's not my favorite. favorite. I think my favorite is actually the 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 Honey Trap 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 character that flirted with with Joey and Keith. Keith. I forget her name, but her outfit was so, like milfy like milk wannabe, but like so bad. It was the epitome of late '90s, early 2000s, unflattering fashion. Like she was practically like. So the dress was like a loose fitting. It was one of those like rayon dresses. But then she had the the hair pulled up in like curly tendrils that never got pulled out all the way, and had like light colored eyeshadow. Remember when people did really light colored eyeshadow on like all over? Like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so and I liked, I liked her, her because she was, she was like, like, well, everybody thinks about, about divorce or I <laughs> <think> about calling <laughs> off their <laughs> wedding or something <laughs> like that. I, I loved, loved her. I thought she was, she was great because she, she was, was like a, like a grown bully. bully. So, so yeah, yeah, Toby's dad and then that woman just, I don't, don't remember.
3: I don't know. It we was so scattered, and the children were kind of just generally annoying to me.
1: This
0: is probably going to be a very fun endeavor for you, Brendan.
3: Oh They're like get off my lawn. No, I think mean, kids, I think mean, they were just dumb. I mean, I think I liked I think I liked Toby and Manny because they were both so much more practical and Emma was just so dumb. Yeah. And I don't mean like, you know, like not in a like blaming her for what happened sort of way, but in that like her friends repeatedly are like this seems like a bad idea. And because it's a show, they're so obviously like this seems like a bad idea. I mean, I felt bad for her when it all went down. I don't
2: know. Can, can I just sidebar right there to say that, like, because you, you saying you felt bad for her, how it all went down, reminded me like this is a wild way to start a television series. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I was Thank like, you. This is, this is this is like like not the reunion part, but this particular storyline is very much like. Oh my God, where are we going from here?
3: <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, because if the show wants to be like, we are distinctly from the last generation, we are literally the next generation, and the next generation means email and cell phones, then it's also like email and cell phones are bad. Like, it literally, the second episode ends with them moving, taking away the computer and telling her to no longer have it in her room. So it's like the opening is like email is how we're all connected. And the end is like, but also computers bring predators into your home. Welcome to Degrassi, the next generation. I think my favorite was Manny because we didn't get her story. Uh, And I was already annoyed with Emma by the end of the two episodes for her blondness. (laughs) Not like, not in a dumb blonde way, but in a like, literally how many shows on the planet are like, we have diversity in the background and focalize this little white girl.
1: No, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I really hope that someday we have an episode devoted to how much we hate Emma. Like, I want- Wow. I, I hate Emma. I'm sorry. Okay. okay I'm not but, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. We
2: can't, we can't be hate just yet. There's okay, so sorry, sorry. There's so many ups and downs with these characters.
3: <laughs> well, this is why, like you said, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I also, I did like Emma in that weird moment when she's on the phone with Manny and she's lying to her. And she has the nail polish out and the, the bottle of nail polish is just giant. And she has like a weird, like, she's at like her boudoir mirror. And I was like, what is this set? And when are you suddenly way more funny than you are any other time in this episode?
2: Yeah. Watching this first episode was wild because I was like, oh my god, they're so small. So small.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like do appreciate that Like, they look their ages. Yeah. They are yeah, people.
2: That's what, I mean, pretty much for the most part, I would say the characters on Degrassi, the actors that play them are more or less the same age or very close to it.
0: So the, the real question that I want to know is when does Drake come in?
3: Next episode. He's in the. He's in the. He was in the opening. Right. I believe it was uh, Aubrey Graham.
2: He, yeah, he was
3: Aubrey he, Graham. 22. He
2: was Aubrey then.
3: I mean, I mean, he did say the past is the past and the present is the past.
2: Look, he's he's in there from the beginning, but like. He, he didn't become Drake, so he's damn near almost out of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Brooks doesn't start his music career until very late.
3: Yeah. It's coming.
1: Um, MC Jimmy, Jimmy Brooks. Brooks.
3: No, <laughs> always.
1: IMDb has Next Generation Taglines. I'm going to send you this link because it's hilarious. Uh, Degrassi, hundred percent intense. <laughs> so those, yeah.
2: those were things that were on commercials and ads for it on the end. So it'd be a hundred percent intense. Degrassi, it goes there. Like is anti- Degrassi my anti-drug? I had I actually had an avatar on Live Journal that said Degrassi is my anti-drug so oh yeah, This this is also related to the RPG thing. Oh my
3: god. <laughs> But anyway, um, I like
1: that if your life was a TV show, this would be it.
3: (laughs) I mean, I guess given the idea of this being intense, the starting with this storyline makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It is a weird thing, though, also, if the first show is supposed to be for parents to convince their kids to watch the show they watch, because it's like hey, this is the show I watch. Also, we're going to take the computer out of your room tonight. Uh,
1: talk to me. Like, it's screaming,
3: talk to me. Yeah, there is a sort of, I does seem like, yeah, the, the end all is like, don't talk to that guy online who started to petition for the environment. Talk to me. You're cool, Mom.
1: And don't listen to drunk Aunt Caitlin give you romance <laughs> advice.
3: <laughs> She's fucked. She chose that ring herself. He threw a credit card after. He made it right. And also, There's a little yeah.
0: bit of shaming of Caitlyn for taking so long to find someone because, like, everyone else has clearly at least like gone through and like either divorced or widowed or something else. Like, and, and this is her sort of first round. Like, she doesn't have enough time. And can can I ask you a question? I know we're kind of past this, but like, what is her also suppo- Was she the environmentalist of, like, the original? Or the her version? Uh,
1: uh, she like was the, the causes, causes girl. girl. Yeah, she's,
2: she's like, like the, the Emma girl. of of her show. Uh, and now she has a TV show? Yeah, she has a TV show. And Spike, because in high school Spike was, was like, like, punk rock girl, and uh, uh, Emma, or uh, er, Caitlin was, like, you know, cause girl, and Joey was like cool guy, and he was like kind of a scammer and had a band and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so the scammer now is a used car salesman. Gotcha.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> the racially ambiguous scammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was
2: never a hundred percent sure about what I was supposed to be reading Joey as, like racially. And, like, the casting of his daughter does not help me with that. No! (laughs) Because later on, when we meet his stepson, it does not, it doesn't help. (laughs) I'm still confused about that, that family's, like, racial dynamic.
1: I think we end it with somebody saying, you guys. This was 100%, 100% intense.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, it's
3: my anti drug. I
1: don't think I can say any of these things with a straight
2: face, so I'm going to leave that to y'all. Okay, well,
1: You're well, not going to be like, it's about to get, about
2: get real? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm going to. Go no, for no it.
1: I'm way into it. Look at those there now, just Jacinta. Just <laughs> so it's about
2: to get 100% real. real? I've already been there. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so maybe it should just be me and Brendan going back and forth, being like, oh man, that was 100% intense. Yes! i <laughs> anti-drug. <laughs> okay. We're the, the drossy
3: drossy
0: divergence,
3: divergence,
2: so. Yep. Whenever you okay. say that, though, I, I think, think about, about like, divergence. Like, like the book <laughs> I <last> do <laughs> I not <I'm> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks for listening
1: to our first episode.
2: Okay, we can make it through. I know, I can make it. Whatever Whatever it takes. I can't stand all
0: of you. Thanks for listening to That Bleeping Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at That Bleeping Pod and on Instagram and Facebook at That Bleeping Podcast. See you next time.
1: Over and over again no, well, I would not give you false hope oh, no. on this strange and mournful day, but the mother and child reunion is only a motion away.